0: One, two, three. All right. We're live. Uh, I have Nick Bro on the podcast and um, long story short, he's someone I follow because he's super um, knowledgeable about Abraham Hicks and he's changing lives. He has the collective group and he has like, uh, how many books do you have, Nick? Uh,
1: I've just got, so I've got two paperbacks. I've got one paperback that went out four years ago. Um, I've got my new paperback that went out this week. And then I've got a
0: short uh, Kindle ebook called Single No More, which is about relationships. That's the one you read, right, Jasmine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions to start off? Because me and, me and her are both uh, young, single people who are looking for that other half.
2: <laughs> I think the one, the one question I had, um, so for my archetype, I am the comfortably single I'm not actively looking, but obviously deep down I do want a relationship. I do want that connection with someone eventually. Um, And you mentioned that, so the root cause of this archetype is that it might be due to a split energy. Can you explain that a little bit more?
1: Yeah, so when it comes to relationships, there's typically two things that we look at, right? One is emotions and the other thing is split energy. Emotions are what dictate the type of people you attract in relationships. So if you've got a lot of emotions of not good enough, then you're gonna attract partners who treat you like you're not good enough. If you've got a lot of emotions of abandonment, you're gonna attract partners who might abandon you, who might be emotionally unavailable. So emotions define the type of people you attract and then split energy, what split energy does. And for those of you guys who don't know what split energy is, split energy is when part of you wants something, but part of you doesn't. So let's say, You're in a relationship and that relationship has a traumatic ending then part of you wants a relationship because you want to get married and have babies but then another part of you is afraid of being in a relationship because you're afraid to go through that same trauma right and for some people it might be having been cheated on but it doesn't have to be a big trauma so it could be something as simple as being in a relationship for a year with somebody that's very controlling because what happens is your subconscious mind then says, oh, when I'm in a relationship, I can be controlled and I can't do what I want. So then it's not safe for me to be in a relationship because I can't do what I want to do anymore. So what happens is at a subconscious level, <laughs> good. so what happens is at a subconscious level, part of us is now afraid of that thing and that creates split energy. And the end result of split energy is one of two things. So A, uh, you'll develop a self sabotaging behavior. So in the context of relationships, what will happen is a couple of months into a relationship, you really start to to maybe fall in love. And the subconscious mind starts kicking and go, Oh, this isn't safe anymore. Uh, it's not safe to be in love with somebody, then you start to subconsciously do things to mess up the relationship. Mm-hmm. Or the other thing is, it kind of puts up this like energetic wall. Where no matter how much time you spend on Tinder, on Bumble, no matter how many dates you try to line up, you just can't attract anybody. So those are the impacts of split energy and that's where it
0: comes from. Um, Go ahead, Jasmine.
2: So how do you deal with, so I, throughout the book you describe techniques to like, and I guess it's more of like clearing all of those subconscious beliefs um, and negative emotions that you have about relationships before you can actually attract the right person for you. And so how do you navigate that fine line between kind of holding yourself back, especially at the beginning, to watch out for those warnings and red flags versus allowing and like being vulnerable enough to possibly get hurt again?
1: I think it's about understanding that contrast always serves us, right? So physical reality is always bringing to us what it is that we need to experience for our own growth and our own evolution. Right. So, you know, the whole self-help journey, whether you come into it from the context of law of attraction or any results, it's a journey to rediscovering, you know, our own authenticity, who we really are and how powerful we really are as creators. Right. So, you know, we're essentially born into, into physical reality, you know, our, our mind is wiped from the awareness of the non-physical. You know, we go through 10 or 15 years growing up with a family, picking up their beliefs, experiencing maybe some traumas, some programming. And then the journey is about undoing all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And part of the undoingness is physical reality, is our inner being um, co-creating experiences to bring these things into our awareness to be brought up and, and dealt with. Um, so that we in, in turn raise our vibration and find more levels of
2: alignment. And one make- of my favorite, Yeah, that was really great. And one of my favorite analogies um, that got me through like discovering that all I had subconscious beliefs was like considering my mind like a virtual machine. Like all I literally had to do was click on the X and my real self was there. Not the subconscious programming that, you know, my family and my parents and adults growing up and how my friends treated me. That was a huge awakening for
1: me. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we all have this stuff. And a lot of people get hard on themselves because they realize that, oh, you know, I've got this fear, I've got this subconscious Mm -hmm. negative belief, Um, but it's all part of the human experience and it's okay, right? Mm -hmm. And it's about understanding that that stuff is there. And for those of us who are aware that that stuff is there, we have the choice to to deal with this stuff and look at it and clear it out, uh, which will ultimately better our lives. Mm -hmm.
0: So um, quick question let's say I'm someone who, um, is looking for a relationship, for example. Um, sh- do you recommend me to, whether it's relationship or money, like whatever, do you recommend me to just, you know, have fun, raise my vibration, get in alignment, which is usually what I teach. Um, or do you, could you talk about what vibrational matching or, uh, you know, like, like, do I, should I kind of consciously deliberately choose to kind of focus to cultivate some of the feelings of you would get in a relationship like love and, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like specifically that. So so the
1: challenge with chasing after things in that way is that in parallel to chasing after anything. So doing any process to try to make something manifest in parallel, you're tuning into the vibration of the absence of that desire. Right? So, the focus of my new book and the focus of the collective and a lot of what I teach now
0: yeah.
1: is about not focusing on manifestation per se, mm. but focusing on what I call stepping into the new paradigm. Mm. So the next level of law of attraction, the leading edge of the leading edge is understanding that it's no longer about chasing after this, that, or the other thing. It's about experiencing what I call the pizza paradigm and understanding that from a place of pure positive joy and pure positive pleasure, everything you want is going to start to trickle into your reality. Okay. So, so he, here's an example. So, um, back in late fall Annick and I uh, took a weekend getaway to, um, a town about two or three hours away and we had dinner reservations. And this is what I call the pizza paradigm. We had dinner reservations at a really expensive steakhouse. And we spent the whole day hanging out in town, um, shopping, visiting like old used bookstores. We were just really in alignment that day. And as it was getting close to our dinner reservation, I was like, you know what? I don't feel like going to this big expensive steakhouse. I'm just in the mood for pizza.
0: Yeah, I remember this. So
1: we canceled that reservation and just went to this this pizza place and sat down in the pizza place. And it was like a, sp- super, super aligned experience. So like we got double the pizza for the price um, because they accidentally used the wrong crust. We wouldn't have cared. Um, But the manager came over and he's like, you know what, we made the wrong crusts. Um, We're gonna box those up for you. You can take them home for you and we're gonna make your pizzas over again from scratch. So we had double the pizza. They had my favorite dessert there, which nobody ever carries, which is tiramisu. Um, The owner, the owner hung out with us for like, I don't know, 20 (laughs) minutes. great conversation super fun so it was an extremely high vibe pleasurable experience and when you're in that type of experience when you're in that state in your physical reality you don't give a shit about manifestation anymore right so the new paradigm approach to law of attraction is step away from the the efforting to manifest to try to make yourself feel better Focus on the pleasure, focus on the feeling good. And from that state, that's where you're experiencing so many synchronicities, so much pleasure. You don't care about manifestation anymore. And that's
0: what you really want to reach for. And that's what's going to let everything in. So um, when you say, uh, you know, focus on, you know, the, the pleasure and feeling good and everything. So even if it's just like any type of pleasure in general, right? Like you're, you're having a great time uh, eating pizza and that will translate into somehow, you know, indirect manifestations, right? Like Yeah, absolutely,
1: or direct or indirect. So here's another example. So, you
0: know, back in the
1: fall, I watched HBO successions, okay? And that show is all about, it's an HBO series about a show which is about a billionaire, okay? So this show gives you a glimpse at this level of wealth and luxury that's just ridiculous, okay? and after watching that show i was like wow that whole billionaire lifestyle is fascinating so i got fascinated about that lifestyle so i started watching whenever i would do my workouts or before going to bed i'd pull up youtube and i would watch these mega yacht yeah. right and i'd watch these like 50 million dollar mansion tours and it's like these they're ridiculous it's like rooms with 3000 bottles of wine who needs 3000 bottles of wine in their home. But it's just, it's just, it's fascinating. And I like watching these shows. I wasn't watching it to try to manifest anything. It was just the pleasure of seeing these mega yachts and this luxury, like it just felt really good to watch it. And then about six six weeks after I started watching all of this stuff. um, I had a new member sign up for the collective, which is my membership program. You got like, 350 ish members. Now she signs up and we start chatting. She's like, Oh, I'm in Fort Lauderdale. And I, and turns out what she does for work is she sells charters on these mega yachts. Okay. And then about three days before we flew down to Fort Lauderdale last month, I get an email from her. She's like, Oh, Hey Nick, there's a special private cocktail event happening on one of these mega yachts. Do you and I Nick want to come? Right. So I literally went from watching YouTube videos and being in this state of pleasure to, you know, three or four months later, standing on one of these mega yachts. Right. And then a couple of days after that, I met somebody in a restaurant who was at that level of wealth and had a conversation with them. So by me, simply being in this state of pleasure around this topic, this billionaire experience has started to trickle into my reality. Wow.
2: That is so amazing.
1: Yeah, but mm-hmm. the best part, the best part isn't standing on the mega yacht or talking to these people. The best part is like the joy of the synchronicities, the joy of the unfolding, mm-hmm. right?
2: I'm sure people will say, like, you know, what are the odds of that happening? But no, it was all planned, it was destined. Yeah, was destined even if you Even if you asked me three
1: or four months ago, if I had ever even stood close to one mega yacht, I would have said no. No.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. So um, something clicked just now with what you're saying. Um, And it's kind of like your vortex is kind of calling you, right? Like your inner being knows what's in your vortex, blah, blah, blah. And there's the path of least resistance. So. Sometimes I wonder, like, oh, man, okay, I see, okay, my physical health getting better. I see, like, my podcast and everything doing really well. I see, like, unfoldings. I see manifestations. But then I look at some other area of my life, like, dating or whatever, and there's, I don't think about it or anything, but I, there's, like, no real, like, I don't see much progress in that little area, for example. But I'm still following my joy. I'm still, you know, I see all these manifestations in my life, but
1: here's you know. something, here's a little mental
0: shift to make. Okay? okay. Okay. The
1: progress that you're not seeing, let's call that evidence. Okay. 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 Evidence is evidence of nothing other than the vibration you've been practicing. Okay. Okay. Do I'm to repeat that one more time?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: please. So your physical reality evidence, so any evidence that you see is evidence of nothing other than what's in your vibration
0: okay so that's amazing and that's what I've been thinking about but then what's the fine line between that and so like so like should so like taking into account what you said should I from this moment you know should I let's say I do want a relationship or whatever um should I continue my path of joy and just kind of go with that general path of joy um, cause I'm having a lot, of, I'm having a blast in my life or should I kind of, you know, like have a laser focus. Yeah. yeah. So, so step number one, are you clear on what you want? No, I, I <laughs> was going to ask you about like, I'm so bad now that I'm saying this, but I'm reaffirming the story, but I'm so, I can improve upon like my ability to actually get specific about what I want. Cause I stayed pretty general with it. I just know I wanted okay. to have an amazing podcast yes, where, you know. Here's an example
1: of of why it's important to get clear on what you want. And I actually use this example in the new book. So so let's say um, your friend calls you up and your friend's like, I need laundry detergent. Can you go to uh, Whole Foods and get me some laundry detergent? Okay, that's all they say. You end up at Whole Foods, there's a giant rack filled with laundry detergent, okay? There's the powder, there's the liquid, there's scented, there's unscented. There's like dozens and dozens of different kinds.
0: Yeah.
1: How do you, how easy it is, is it for you to know which one to grab? And what are the chances you're going to grab the one that he wants? Probably pretty minimal, right? Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Now, what if he calls you up and he says, Andy, I want the peach scented liquid with the little kid on the cover. Okay, now he's gotten clear on what he wants. He's told you exactly what he wants. So in which two of those scenarios is he gonna get the desire that he's looking for?
0: Well, right, right. But what is the line between getting too specific? Because for me, getting specific, feels like efforting to me.
1: Okay, you know, It feels like, yeah. I get the answer to that too. I actually talked to Abraham right. about this last year in the hot seat. No way. So so you you want to get as specific as possible as long as it continues to feel good. If you're getting specific and it starts to create wobble, if it starts to not feel good, yeah. that's when you want to stop and take a step back, okay? And if it's not feeling good, that's an indication that there's a piece of resistance there that you can work through.
2: And why would it not feel good?
1: Um,
0: Maybe like it could be a fear. It could be a belief that I'm not good enough.
2: Oh, I see. Got
0: it. Well, Jasmine, like, so for, for my, like a real life, current example is the fact that like, you know, I, I know that I want my platform to be a big success and I want to have a great following and I want to make a lot of money and stuff, whatever. Like, but then I I don't know how to like make that more specific, you know? I don't know.
1: Yeah. But here's, here's the thing. Okay. You're everything you're building, everything you're doing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: If you're having fun with it, if it's it's a blast. Yes. Does it matter how many people sign up?
0: Yeah. No, it doesn't. And that's kind of my question. I'm like putting all my eggs in this fun basket. I'm just like, yo, I'm having such a blast. I don't even like care about being specific and that's kind of my thing, but I'm wondering like, should I be more specific? Cause I'm not good at setting goals. I've never been and like, do I want to say no, like should that's I That's
1: good. That's good. Because goals are old
0: paradigm. Right?
1: Okay. okay. So new paradigm is following your impulse of excitement and pleasure and doing everything you do from that energy. But that doesn't mean not having desires, right? So right, you can right, right. still have desires. You can still want the yeah. 10,000 person platform. You can still want to write a book. You can still want yeah, to yeah. podcast,
0: but yeah, I don't
1: care whether it happens or not because be you're being too busy enjoying life.
0: Yeah, and so here's here's kind of what happened a few months ago. So uh like I told you, I've only been high vibrational since June, so like my math that figures are about to be like nine months or whatever. So I just like I said, I've seen progress in my life. Um, but I remember uh, I wanted to see more immediate more progress.
1: I think you're having some speaker issues there, Andy. I am. I am. Uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, but it's really echoey. You're getting that too, hey, Jasmine?
2: Yeah, it's a little robotic.
1: Oh
0: man, uh, let me go inside. <laughs> let me go inside real quick.
2: I am learning so much.
0: It is really <laughs> loud inside. <laughs>
1: Never mind. Seems like it's okay now. It seems like maybe yeah. it fixed
0: itself. Is it it's better now? mm mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, anyways, so I was just noticing that, like, I see so much movement in my life. And just just goes back to that whole relationship thing. But this is a real analogy, which is um, I noticed that, like, I wanted to be in better physical shape. But, uh, like, I wasn't noticing anything. Um, too much progress um and then so i what i did was i started to just to think positively about my body so i would one thing i would do one thing that i found easy to do enjoyable to do was when i was in the gym after i get done with the set with the set i would like you know for my rest i would walk around the gym and i would just kind of pretend that i'm like in my ultimate physical shape you know feeling good and that was really enjoyable and then like I start seeing like manifestations and evidence, right. I started to see that, like, um, like I I will find for the first time in my life, I found like the perfect routine that I enjoyed. I had all these paradigm breakthroughs about working out, actually enjoying and working out and then blah, blah, blah. And then like, I've been working out consistently ever since, ever since, and that's a while ago. So, um, and like, I'm still seeing that unfold. Um, but that's, that momentum started when I started to positively think about, uh, you know, going to the gym, you know? So I was, I'm just kind of like wondering what if I didn't choose to just kind of spend a, a minute every day, just kind of tuning into that frequency. Does that make sense at all? Am I making sense here? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all about understanding that like anything
1: you do, you're bringing your vibration into that activity with you, right? So when I look at law of attraction, I see most people are doing focus wheels and meditations and positive yeah. ac- aspect lists, yeah.
0: all yeah. from
1: an underlying vibration or energy of effort, Yes, trying yes. to make something happen. And, yeah. and that's not congruent towards results. You have to do the processes for the sheer
0: enjoyment of the processes yes. themselves. Yes. Um, and how I make that applicable is... Um, I, the way I teach it, um, and I'm curious how you kind of talk about this is I teach it. It's like when you're already kind of in that flowing state, like, cause every, every one of us at some time in the day feel better than are a little floating a little higher than the rest of the day kind of thing. And when you're floating kind of the highest during your day, that's the time to kind of practice. I don't know, like appreciation for me. Like that's the time I find it easy to practice appreciation. That's the time I practice the positive aspects and stuff. But if I'm not feeling it, like I'm not really doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like Abe says, alignment is should always be your number one priority. Okay. Okay. It's, it's a, always yeah. get into alignment and then get into alignment. If I'm not in alignment, I won't touch anything that has
0: anything to do with my business. So, so real quick question for you personally, how often do you practice vibrational matching nowadays? Like how, how often do you like cause or is are you just like all in on, you know, following your impulse, being high vibration align yeah you know.
1: yeah answer is b so i just do what wow. ever i get up and i'm feeling good when i get up like i yes. sleep maybe yes. 5 hours a night now recently yes. like i just i wake up and and i just go impulse to impulse to impulse to impulse yes. and i just do what excites me if it if it doesn't excite me and it's not fun then then i won't do it
0: wow okay but was it always like this? Because I hear you talk about vibrational matching. Well, like, you know, like as far as, was it always like this? Like, as far as like when you started to raise your vibration? Let
1: me give you a perfect example.
0: Okay. So about
1: two, three years ago, I had this brilliant idea. I was gonna create this website with this membership program. There was gonna be weekly live calls. Yeah. I call it the Alignment Academy. I put a whole, I did a whole bunch of, three months of coding work. I built the website. And the Alignment Academy lasted maybe three months and then it just tanked, didn't go anyways. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. And
1: then about, you know, back in June, July, um, I had two group coaching programs that were finishing at the same time, a money one and a mastery one. Yeah. Everybody kept asking for more. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired of starting and stopping and reselling group coaching programs all the time.
0: Yeah. yeah." I'm just going
1: to create a monthly group program. It'll be a hundred bucks a month. People can sign up when they want, they can quit when they want. That's path of least resistance for me. That's gonna be easy, right? And then, you know, six months later, I'm reflecting back on the Alignment Academy and I'm like, holy shit, the collective, this membership program that I created is exactly what I tried to do with the Alignment Academy two years ago. Wow.
2: Wow. The difference
1: difference is two years ago, I tried to create it through effort. I stopped and let it go. I just followed my flow, my impulses. And then those impulses synchronistically led to the collective, which now has, you know, 350 members.
0: Wow. Um, so real quick, what should people expect from the collective cause? Like if, if like if, okay, let's say I'm interested, what do I, what do I get from that?
1: Yeah, so the, what the collective, was it kind of inspired by Abraham Hicks. So for me, we travel to the, typically the Abraham Hicks Cruises like once once a year. And the reason I keep going back to the cruises isn't so much for the seminars. Like the seminars are great and like getting in the hot seat is fine, but you know, I've done that enough times now, but it's not such a luxury anymore. Really, <laughs> the reason we go back is for the the friends, the people, that high vibe community. Aww. And because it's so uplifting, you know, the saying, that if you want to be a millionaire, hang out with people who are millionaires right wow, yeah. so the idea for the collective was like you know it's great to get together with these people you know once or twice a year but what if we could connect every weekend or every week right so so the purpose behind the collective is creating kind of that same high vibe environment mm-hmm. in that creating that online family and eventually it's going to expand to like you know, monthly meetups in cities and stuff like that. Right now it's all online. Um, But that's kind of the focus of the collective. And lately we've been calling it the vibrational 1%, right? Wow. Wow.
2: I think that's why people have been feeling so much fear and anxiety, um, obviously over this whole coronavirus, because everyone's secluded and has to be quarantined. And a lot of people do live alone by themselves. And it's like, it's just so easy for all this negativity and news. Yeah, kind of yeah. And, so. and
1: you should have seen, like, we do our calls are twice. We do two calls every Tuesday for different time zones. And, like, everybody in the collective is pumped and excited and happy, right?
2: Us too, so, yeah.
1: Because <laughs> our don't... vibrations are in the right place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's the collective in a nutshell. It's cheap. Um, I teach every week or we do three weeks on, one week off. Um, people call it the leading edge of the leading edge. Um, and it's just been growing like crazy. And it's, it's the best thing I've ever done with
2: my business. Oh. Wow. And is it more casual or is it like a Q&A? Like do you talk about specific topics every week?
1: Yeah, there's two types of calls. So we, we alternate week after week. So there's general calls where I'll teach stuff for maybe 15 minutes, maybe 45 minutes. Uh, last, so two weeks ago, the call was all about uh, the Abraham Hicks cruise and what was going on worldwide. This week it was all about pleasure, using pleasure as a tool for manifestation. Um, And then every other week we do what's called uh, office hours, which is just straight up hot seat. So we just we get on the call, and I'm like, okay, what do you guys want to talk about? Um, So just like an Abraham Hicks event.
2: And I do have one specific question. So getting so, in your opinion, so for example, with a relationship, if I specify everything that i want what if that's not actually the best for me and do you think the universe is powerful enough to present someone oh yeah who would be better oh absolutely
1: so
2: relationships you know relationships it's a refinement
1: process right yeah so you get into your first relationship you figure out what you like you figure out what you don't like that relationship at some point ends you get more clear more specific The next one shows up, hopefully it matches that. And with every relationship, um, you keep fine-tuning what you want. But, like, you're not limited to just what you can perceive as possible. Like, did I ever consider that I was going to be standing on a mega yacht, you know, just a couple of months ago, right? It just happened, right? Um, Or, like, Anik and I, the synchronicities that we have... Like, did I ever set my intent to have that crazy of a vibrational match with somebody? No, right? So so as long as you're not limiting yourself with your vibration and your beliefs, then sky's the limit.
2: And would you mind explaining exactly how you guys met?
0: <laughs>
2: the funny I-
1: thing about that is for me, everything happens through these big synchronicities. And her and I just met through a friend, right? Oh. I was hanging out with one of my friends. He was hanging out with her and he called me up. He's like, Hey, do you guys want to come hang out and meditate? And then and that's how we met. But we have the cool synchronicities where, you know, my name is Nick, her name is Anik. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we the same names. Uh we eventually realized that we left our marriages
0: on the same day before we ever met. Whoa.
2: I love that. Wow.
0: Yeah, she's your she's you guys' biggest fan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and what I what I really love is so. A few months ago, I—well, actually, last a few weeks ago—I actually finally felt ready for a relationship, and ever since then, I've just been getting like examples of great relationships. Versus before, I've only seen dysfunctional relationships and people that have broken up. So the fact, like, even having this synchronicity is definitely a sign. Totally right. And
1: just reading "Single No More" might have brought some awarenesses that created some of those shifts around what you got going
0: on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So um I want to just ask about kind of your story. That's something I'm very interested in for someone being 9 months in of raising my vibration, being in alignment. I see a lot of amazing things happen. I hear you talk about it was like a year and a year half in when like all like the really like you 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 met uh your uh your uh your is it your wife now or your
1: we, we I there's
0: whatever. no term that really your yeah, your soulmate and you know like all these amazing things are happening to you um What was that? Like, when did all the big stuff start to happen for you? Was it immediate or like, like, you know, I'm talking about like typical big dreams that, you know, like the relationships and like money and like all that. How was that? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny to use the
1: term big stuff because now my perception of big stuff has changed so much. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, my goal when I graduated from high school was, was to retire by the time I hit 30. Right. Um,
0: Uh
1: And then I jumped from startup to startup. Uh, The big tech acquisition happened about um, 10 years into that world, I think. I I probably spent about 10 or 12 years in tech. So the acquisition happened in my early 30s. Um, So that was what I would say most people would call like the big manifest, the first big manifestation. Was that
0: while you were in alignment? Like while you were... um... It was
1: about, I had been studying this stuff for a little while already, um, but it was really when I started to kind of focus on it a little bit more intently and... Yeah. So, so I remember sitting in my cubicle, looking around my office, realizing that most people aren't truly happy. Most people are depressed, but most people are busy living in a state of contentment rather than a state of really enjoying their reality. Um, and I had this deep down feeling that kind of started to grow. Kind of this feeling of like, this isn't what life is about. You know, it's not about. You know, living your life to pay your bills, being stuck in a in a cubicle with three weeks vacation every year, like this this feeling that there's more to life to this, um, and that's what really drove me to push me to to really start applying a lot of this stuff. And it was probably within like six to eight months that the acquisition happened, and everything kind of snowballed from
0: there. Gotcha. And then, like six months later, you met Anik um, Anik An- and. Uh, Maybe kind of. a year, year and a half later. The, the timeline still feels kind of fuzzy because
1: there was like, yeah. you know, the acquisition, I ended up leaving my marriage. Um, yeah. wow. And then I next showed up maybe five months after that. So, um, you know, but the there's a clear separation for me between like what I would call my old life and my new life, where the old life was all about hard work and effort and 50 hour weeks and and you know, I've got success in both realities,
0: mm-hmm. but the
1: new life success is so much more satisfying when you're, when you're manifesting through synchronicities, when you're always following your excitement, when you're just doing what feels good. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter how much money you're making or what you're doing.
0: Um, reality is just so much more magical. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm curious. So, okay. So like, um, you know you get the acquisition six months in around six months in and then um you know you, you find a love of your life another you know like a year in and then like what does it because you know I'm asking for myself because you know I'm like what do I expect like a year from now you know it's so exciting um like and then what we just kind of continues to be magical and then at some point you lose track of like, <laughs> like it's just
1: one thing to another to another right it's just I, I mean that. and like over the last you know six or seven years like Dang. not everything goes how i wanted to like there was the yeah. alignment academy story where yeah. you know i spent three months building this website and it crashed and burned but it's all good right it's about understanding that like failures are just stepping stones to success um, something i posted on instagram last year mm-hmm. was if you're not allowing yourself to fail you're not allowing yourself to succeed
0: um that really hit me as far as you saying you experienced that that a situation with the alignment academy and obviously now we see that that um turned out beautifully um even though at the time it probably didn't seem like it um you probably knew already that it was going to unfold beautifully but like how how do you at that time like how do you perceive something like that you know something failing right it's like how did you um you know like you feel you know you're aligned for such a long time and then how come this doesn't like, just, but
1: here's, here's the thing. Yeah. Failure is not an indication of non-alignment. So the path of least resistance is not the path of no resistance. It's not the path of no contrast. The contrast is there for your growth and expansion. (laughs) It's there to serve you. It's there for you. Bro. Okay. Wow. That hit me hard don't try to avoid contrast contrast is a good thing
0: right right i understood that but i never put that together with the path of least resistance right because i'm wow wow that just that just made my whole everything like make sense like everything just made sense now wow like i need a moment (laughs) jasmine (laughs) (laughs) um so real quick though um i know jasmine's so jasmine's in the tech world um and so she's she's really uh infatuated with your story is that the right word infatuated she loved like she's interested in your story and everything because like um you know you came from the tech world and then you moved into spirituality and that's something that she wants to move into as well like any kind of insight on that like any I mean, she's already doing it if she's on this podcast, and she's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You are.
2: I swear. Sometimes I just have the impulse to quit my job, move out of New York, move somewhere on a beachfront, and just allow the universe to take care of me.
1: Yeah, well, we're we're on the beachfront right here, and there's a house behind us for rent. So, uh, (laughs) good (laughs) to know. Whoa! Wait, hold (laughs) up. So so it's just about following impulse right don't don't quit your job so here's here's the thing i see a lot of people who want to be coaches and they're like i'm quitting my six-figure corporate job and i'm going to be a coach and then all of a sudden like they've got no income anymore and then there's like it creates too much wobble so i tell people like allow your transitions to be organic right? Right, right so so don't do things that are going to create a whole bunch of fear and resistance by making like rash, impulsive decisions, but Mm -hmm. set your intent for what you want and where you want to be and just keep following that path of highest excitement.
2: Mm -hmm. And I guess the hardest part for me now, or like, I guess not hard, but I don't know exactly what I want to do. So I just know I do want to help people. I do want to be involved in spirituality and join this community and like really have a live out my calling and purpose in life. Yeah. Your your
1: inner being already has that whole path lined up for you. So, so you don't have to figure anything out. All you need to figure out is, is how you want to feel and let the grid fill in and your inner being is going to feed you with the impulses that are going to guide you down that path. Like here's an example. So like when I do one-on-one work, like I literally make people cry for a living, right? I do mentally emotional uh-huh. work with one-on-one clients, right? My background's computer science, right? So in high school, if somebody said, Nick, in 20 years from now, you're going to do, be doing mentally emotional work on people. Do you think I would have done a computer science degree? No, but the computer science degree is why I'm so good at what I do, because that gave me that analytical mindset yeah. to learn how to hack people's minds and wow. figure out what beliefs and emotions are sitting in there right? So we might think we know or can figure out what the ideal path for us is to get from here to there, but we don't. But our inner being does. And our Mm -hmm. only responsibility is follow our guidance from our inner being. And really that guidance comes through impulse and inspiration.
0: Does that help? That helps both of us. (laughs) A lot.
2: I feel so much more relaxed about the whole thing.
1: Yeah. yeah. Good. And, and that would be deeper into the receiving
2: mode, right? Mm-hmm. Because in my head, I figured like I needed to have like a specific plan because obviously if I'm going to quit my job, I need to have like a fallback and be financially stable and still keep in mind all of the uh, practicalities of the world and our worldly duties. But yeah.
1: So all you need to do is ask yourself, so what excites you the most about the role of spirituality? What's the one thing that if you could spend all your time doing or studying, what would it be? Yeah.
2: Probably getting more in contact with my higher self.
1: Okay, so play with that idea. And you don't have to quit your job to do that, right?
2: Nope.
1: (laughs) But eventually it could turn into something that allows you to do that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. I love... um, I love this so much because, uh, you know, like Nick is also so much more experienced in life than I am. Right. And it's just like, so he has insights. Uh, is, for that, you, a nice Jasmine. Of,
1: is that a nice way of saying I'm
2: old? No. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe I'm just kidding. But, um, no, nah, but like for real, Jasmine, like, you know, is that, that's so refreshing. Cause you know, I am, I'm 20 years old and it's just like, I, I feel like I give really good insight and wisdom all the time, but it's just like. Nick, uh, Nick's, um, his wisdom is just so refreshing to me. And like, Mm -hmm. it's been a a long time where I'm like, really like just learning like that from someone, right? Like you literally Mm -hmm. like blew my mind like 10 times already. Like, you know, and and it just kind of like answers that I really couldn't really get, not get anywhere else. Cause if you're in receiving mode, you'll get it. But like, it's like so crazy. Like these are little, cause you know, like all the big questions I you get you get them figured out but then it's like the little tweaks and little questions like more yeah, alignment more
1: the more advanced you get the yeah small, it's a refinement yeah. process so the smaller it. You need to Yeah. Be, that's part of the reason the collective is so powerful because yes. you know it's people who are really out on that leading edge so it's a lot of the small tweaking um in the
0: calls and the stuff we talk about i'm starting to see the power of your collective group just because like whenever you get because you know people come together they meditate at a park or something but when people come together and they're vibing high like you know they are the one percent like man that multiplier amplifier of energy is probably crazy you're probably like saving the world right now like just by coming together (laughs) it's crazy
1: yeah and i mean the best part is that it's a lot of fun
0: oh yeah yeah um what's your routine, man? Like what's your, um, like I wake up, I do a thought rampage in the morning. I do a thought rampage at night and then I'm just really following the impulse throughout the day. That's really all I do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's going to be a pretty boring answer, but my routine is just follow my impulse, follow my (laughs) excitement.
0: Okay. Let me ask you this. Is there a difference between, um, kind of doing some of that, uh, positive momentum work, like, you know, like the positive aspects and thought rampage and then following the impulse, or oh. it'd be just yeah. so. Them,
1: so, here's, here's the thing. So, if you really study the Abraham Hicks community, you'll notice that for most people, alignment is kind of effort, right? Yes. Most people have to work their way into alignment. Yeah. And it shouldn't be like that. So, alignment is our natural state. So, Abraham Hicks uses the term your cork should float at the surface, right? Yeah. And when your cork is floating, that's alignment. So what most people are doing is they're waking up in the morning, they're doing a bunch of morning practices, they're literally pushing the cord back up to the surface and then they're trying to hold it there so they stay in alignment, right? My take is instead of trying to work your way into alignment and trying to hold your alignment all the time, is to deal with all of the parts of yourself that prevent the alignment so that when you wake up in the morning you're naturally in alignment in the first place. And that's the big difference between people who manifest at high levels versus those who don't, is a high consistent alignment versus bouncing in and out of alignment all the time.
2: This whole thing is really blowing my mind because, so obviously I've best, like the fact that I'm speaking to you now of someone who's made the transition that I want to do eventually. And another big question that I had was, um, and this is getting more, uh, so I did check out your newest book. Um, I got a downloaded copy from Amazon Kindle yesterday, um, and I came across this page this morning where you're speaking about um, like uh, like improving your health. And for the longest time, I was trying to figure out why I was having lower back pain. I was I've been stretching, doing yoga, and you're literally. This is exactly the information I was looking for. Underlying emotions around fears of losing control, feeling stuck and powerless, like even on this call right now, like everything is slowly getting into alignment for me. It's just, it's just so beautiful to witness.
1: Awesome. Awesome. You must be, you must be a pretty fast reader. Cause it sounds like you're already halfway through the book. No, we,
0: we, we, uh, we literally, we were, um, we kind of were focused on other stuff. Right. And then, uh, you hit us with this, the email about the book and we're like, oh my gosh, um, and then, so uh, she just picked it up and just probably skimmed through it real quick. Right? Oh, yeah. It just came out, man. It just came out. Like. You know, I'm like, I'm like,
2: I'm
1: like, the health chapter is like a couple of hundred pages in already. <laughs> you're doing pretty good.
0: Give us some more time. <laughs> so, what was the process of writing? What was the intention of writing that book? Other than you know, you say you having just having fun with it, but what is like the the, the meat of the book? Yeah. There was no
1: intention. So what happened was, um, so have you, have you seen my free e-course, the power manifesting e-course? Yes, I have. Yes. Okay. So what happened was, um, I don't remember when this was back in, back in maybe May, April, May, uh, I got off a call with one of my clients and I, on the call, she was a coach and I told her, you know, she should create a free e-course. You've got a lot of good content. So we hung up the call and I was thinking for a second, you know what? I've got a lot of good content. I should put that free e-course. So I put that free e-course together. It took me like six hours. um, And literally like people were signing up like crazy. People loved it. Um, A few months later, I was like, you know what? I should really add more stuff to it. And I sat down and I wrote down all of the things that I could add to that e-course, thinking I was going to shoot all these videos. I was like, nah, all those videos feels like way too much effort. But you know what? This would be an amazing book. So then literally I had this outline for this book. um, And then I sat down and I just felt like writing and I just started writing and literally three weeks later about um, the first manuscript was done.
0: That's crazy. Yeah,
1: so there was no, you know, there was no, I need to sit down and write a book. It was just, again, it was all just flow and excitement, right?
0: That's so crazy. Three weeks, man. Like three weeks, man, that's crazy. And you wrote like what, 200 something pages, 260? yeah it's just under three hundred pages wow
1: that's good but it's, but it flows like when you're having fun and when you 're doing what you enjoy and when you're in alignment like you know it's it's people you know like yesterday, I worked from literally from like six a m until like six thirty seven o'clock last night, but you know when I took maybe a fifteen minute break but it it to me it 's not work it's like i'm having fun i'm having a blast like when you're doing what you're loving and you're enjoying and you're excited about, everything flows and like time just flies like
0: that. Um. All right. So, any last questions, Jasmine? No.
2: This is. I love this so much. Right, <laughs> I so, really feel so much.
0: About <laughs> yeah. So, Nick, um, can you tell us where? I'm interested to be honest. Like, where can I find what, what's next if I want to find out more about your work and everything? um yeah that's a tough question because i got a lot of a lot. Stuff. yes <laughs> um so
1: you can you know for free options there's my youtube channel uh, youtube.com slash nick bro um i've got a free power manifesting e-course which takes maybe like half an hour to go through uh, nickbro.com slash e-course uh then of course there's the new book so if you read it's out on kindle and paperback uh, power manifesting on amazon uh, and then of course, if you want to work your way into the vibrational 1%, um, I really suggest taking out the collective, uh, that's nickbro.com slash invite. It's 25 bucks for the first month to give it a try. Um, and if you want to stick around after that, it's 95 a month, I think.
0: Okay. All right. And link in the description, all that stuff he said will be linked in the description below. Totally. Totally. Thank you, Nick. Cool. Thank, Thank you guys. so much,
2: Nick. This was amazing. Yeah. Anytime.
0: This was a lot of fun. <laughs> all right. Uh, do you want to stop?